Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you love Jesus? What kind of Jesus do you believe? What kind of question am I asking? Well, this is very important. Just because you are saying, I love Jesus or I believe in Jesus Christ doesn't mean that you love or you believe in the same Jesus that I love and that I believe. Do you believe in Jesus in the Bible or do you believe Jesus in the Hollywood? What kind of Jesus are you thinking? Or is it Jesus in your imagination? So what kind of person was Jesus like? You know, you may think like, oh, Jesus is a good buddy. He is always there for me. And, or he is like a cartoon Jesus that you saw him in somewhere in the um, long time ago in the movie. Or is it an Anglo white man, long hair, good looking person? Is that Jesus you are thinking of? Well, many times we think we have a stereotype of Jesus Christ. Yeah, as I said, long hair and a white man. But that might not be the case because Jesus is from the Middle East area and he may not be the good-looking person that I usually imagine, right? So who, what kind of Jesus do you really believe? Is that Jesus that you create or is it Jesus who created you? Is it Jesus that you want or is it Jesus that you need? Very, very important question. Now, from today, we're going to go through Real Jesus series. I really do think this is the vital lesson that you and I need to know because many times we say, I believe in Jesus. But if we believe wrong Jesus, then we are in a big trouble. Just because we're in the church, reading the Bible, and praising the name of Jesus Christ. But if we, if we praise wrong Jesus then we're still on the way to the eternal punishment. We have to be very careful. And today we're going to go into the book of John. And John explains so much about who Jesus is. Among the four Gospels, I really believe that Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke talk about what Jesus did. But particularly the book of John really unpacks who Jesus really was. So according to the question I really do feel that this book, the book of John, will answer lots of questions that we have. So we're going to start with John chapter 1, verses 1, and then we're going to read uh, until verses 14. So I want to encourage you to pray really hard that in this time, you would know who Jesus really is. And then you would truly understand, but not just understand who he is, but also believe on him and have everlasting life. And that is the purpose of the book of John. So that's my prayer and that's my encouragement. Let's go to a, the, a John chapter 1 verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him not even one thing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not grasp it. What a powerful and a profound statement this is. It says, in the beginning was the Word. Isn't it something similar to what we read in the uh, first book in the Bible? In the, uh, the Genesis, it starts with this, in the beginning God created the world. 
But in this context, in this context, it says, "In the beginning was the Word." Now, what is this Word? It says, "The Word was with God," and then, very importantly, it says, "The Word was God." The Word was God. What does that mean? Who? What is this word? We know in this context, in this book, the word is Jesus Christ. So, in other words, in the beginning was Jesus Christ, and Jesus was with God, and very importantly, Jesus was God. That's what it is. What does it mean? Jesus is not only Son of Man or Son of God; He is. God Himself. This is a profound theology that you and I really need to know and believe and grasp, because it, we believe that God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, God the Father is God, who who is the Creator, Mighty God. God the Son is Jesus Christ, of course, and God the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit is the Holy Spirit. But they are all God, God in three persons. Now the second one, second Trinity, Trinity, God the Son is Jesus Christ, and He is God. Now some other religions, like Muslims or Jehovah's Witnesses, deny this fact. In fact,、um, in my YouTube channel, I made a video about this very verse, and then someone commented on my video and say、uh, he he or she was making argument that Jesus is not necessarily God; he was just a human being. Now there are quite a number of people who do not believe this truth. Now, if you do not believe this truth, then you are not a Christian. Christians believe that Jesus is God. Yes, Jesus is the Son of God, and Jesus it came as a human being, but he was a hundred percent man, but also he was hundred percent God. How do I know? Because the Bible says so. And how can I prove it? Well, the Bible proves it with His resurrection and so many miracles. But how do we really understand? Well, my friend, this is a mystery. We cannot fully understand or explain、uh, what it is. But it is what it is because the Bible says so, and we need to believe it. We need to take it by faith. Again, Jesus is God. Look at verses three and four. All things came into being through Him. And apart from him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. What does that mean? Jesus is the Creator, and He created all of us, all the nature that we see. Nothing has been created without Him. Okay, meaning that Jesus is the provider of life. He is the initiator. He created all things. But not just that.、Uh, he explained、uh, in this verse. In the verse、uh, four, it talks about a very important aspect about who Jesus is. Let's look at it again. Verse four says, "In Him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not grasp it." Again, the structure-wise, this is very similar to the book of Genesis because in the in the book of Genesis, it also talk about there were there were let there be light and there was light, right? But in here, we see that Jesus is the light, and also it says Jesus is life, and life is the light. What does that mean? You know, without light, there is no life. So light is the source of life. 
Now, Jesus is the life, meaning that Jesus is the source of life, that he sustains, he provides, and he protects life. Now, in my home, even though we have a very short, uh, small yard, uh, we plant something, and also we grow plants, and then even inside of home, we grow plants. We, we decided to grow, well, uh, my wife Debbie uh, grows a sweet onion in the living room. But she put the sweet onion near the window. And then she says, during the day, Sammy, you need to uh, put the curtain away so that this sweet onion will receive the light. Otherwise, the sweet onion will die. What does that mean? The light is the source of life. And without light, there is no life. Imagine that we're all living in the darkness and there is no sunlight. And can we... Can we live without sunlight for um, one month or two months? Probably we may all die and be extinguished uh, if we do not have the sunlight for about a month, right? So the light is, sunlight is very, very important. Now you can create so many lights like a, a RGB light or a neon light and all this artificial light, but the light that gives life is the sunlight that God created. Likewise, Jesus is the true light who gives life to us. So let's put them together. It says in verses, in verse 3, Jesus is the creator. Everything came out of him. Everything is made out of him. So without him, we are nothing. There's a nothingness, right? But not just that, Jesus not only giving us life, but he provides for life because he is the light. He is the source of life so that he protects and he provides for our life, for us. So without Jesus Christ, we're nothing. We're not even here. Without Jesus Christ, we cannot continue to live. We cannot be sustained to live, right? So we need both of them and Jesus is both of them. So we need him. Jesus is the creator and Jesus is the life. Okay, so of course, it, that's not the only uh, aspect about who Jesus is. But in this first chapter of this wonderful book of John, it talks about the most important aspect about who Jesus is. Jesus is all about life. He gives us, he gives life to us. But not just that. Here is amazing truth. Yes, Jesus is the creator. Yes, Jesus is the provider of life. He is the source of life. He is the light. But he came to the earth to dwell among us. Let's look at verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as one as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. It says the word became flesh. Jesus became flesh, meaning that he became human and he dwelt among us. Now, this word dwelt in Greek uh, is tabernacle. You know, in the, in the people of Israel, when they came out of Israel, uh, Egypt, God made tabernacle and he, God himself, dwelt among people of Israel in the wilderness. Likewise, here, Jesus came to us and he dwelt, he tabernacled among us, meaning that he is present with us. And then the people here, disciples saw 
His glory, God's glory, visually, glory as of the only Son, not many sons, but only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. It says Jesus is full of glory and truth. But how do you know? Because Jesus lived with us. He was present with us. So he is not just a glorious God somewhere up there, or he is just a creator who started everything but uh, laid his hands off, or he is the light and he's like a sunlight and he just shines upon us. But he doesn't really care about what we are going through uh, detail. No, he came to us. He lived with us. He was present with us. He tabernacled with us. So this is who Jesus is. And this is how much he loves us. He's not only powerful, but he is also loving. He is a wonderful God, mighty God, loving, full of grace and truth. But here is the problem. People did not pay attention to him, and people did not receive him. So let's look at the, other, uh, the rest of the passage that we skipped. A man came, one sent from God, and his name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. This was the true light that coming into the world enlightens every person. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. And yet, the world did not know him. He came to his own. And he, his own people did not accept him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Okay, my friends, what does it say? He was in the world, in verse 10. But the, and the world came into being through him, Right? This is a repetition of who Jesus is. He is the creator and everything came out of him. But it says, and yet the world did not know him. They did not have a true knowledge about who Jesus truly was. And then in verse 11, Jesus came to his own, own people and his own people did not accept him. How sad this is it. It says people did not accept Jesus Christ. But why people did not accept Jesus Christ? I mean, Jesus is too good, right? He is wonderful. He is full of grace and truth. And he is the creator. And he is the light. So without him, we're nothing. Without him, we cannot live any longer. But people did not come to Jesus Christ. There is a big reason. In John 3.19, it clearly says the reason. It is because of sin in people. Let's look at that. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and the people loved the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil. It says people loved the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil. They were sinful. They were filled with all the evilness in their life, in their hearts, so that they loved the darkness. So when the true light came, when Jesus, when true Jesus came, they did not pay attention to him, but they 
stayed in their darkness and they did not accept Jesus Christ. However, in verse 12, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. But there are some people who believed in Jesus Christ. And if they, if they believed in Jesus Christ, what happened? They became, what? The children of God. Now, this is very important because accepting, accepting Jesus is same as believing in Jesus Christ. Now, and this believing, it, becoming a children of God is not by their own power, but it is by God's power. Look at verse 13. It says, Who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. What does that mean to accept Jesus Christ? What does it mean to receive Jesus Christ? Because when you go to evangelistic meetings or, you know, almost every week, I, I invite you to accept Jesus Christ. What does that really mean? Now, acceptance, accepting means receiving someone that you know and surrendering your life to him. That's what, what it means to receive here. That's what it means to accept him. So to do that, you need to know who Jesus really is. If you do not know him, you will not receive him in your life, right? But if you do, not, if you do know who he is, then you will gra- uh, gladly and joyfully receive him in your life and you will surrender your life to him. About two years ago, my wife and I had an anniversary trip. So we took one week to be out there and all my four children were staying at home okay imagine i do not know exactly what they did okay i'll just leave it up to them and i trust them but imagine that you don't have your parents in your home for one week right and that means you have a lot of freedom to do maybe you can cook what you want to cook and you know you can read books or you can watch movies and all those all those all sorts of things Okay? But all of a sudden, your, your um, favorite uncle or your favorite friends showed up and say, Hey, um, can I stay in your home probably about a one day? Uh, it looks like you're having a lot of fun. Then you may say, Okay, sure, yeah, come on up. So you will receive him or her to your home and spend a day or two. But back in your mind, you will say, okay, you are still my guest. You are under my roof. So you have to follow my order because the breakfast time is 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. because my kids get up really late. Um, or, you know, you, you need to wash your dish uh, because we cook for you. So there's some kind of rule that you set for them, set for your guest. They are your guest. And you know that this guest will leave tomorrow or at least a certain amount of, amount of time, okay? But when your parents are coming back from the trip, what happens? Now you are in the surrender mode because you are no longer the king or queen of the house, right? Because your parents are truly the owner of the house and then you know they do everything for you. So it was, uh, when your parents come, you say, okay, I, I'm, I'm no longer in charge of my kitchen. I'm no longer in charge of this house. I surrender my all right to my parents.
parents and you receive your parents with that mindset. That's what it means to receive Jesus Christ. You are not receiving Jesus Christ as your dinner guest, as your uncle, or as your favorite friend. Just like I began with the question, what kind of Jesus do you believe? Is Jesus is a Hollywood actor, or is Jesus is a cool, um, cool guy, or is Jesus a someone that you imagine you or you created? No, Jesus is the creator, and Jesus is the light, so that Jesus is the giver of life, and Jesus is the protector of life, and you need him. So when you receive Jesus Christ, you are surrendering all your right and you give up, you give in to Jesus Christ. That's what it means to receive Jesus Christ into your heart. The problem is there are so many people receive Jesus as guest, as a Hollywood movie actor, right? If Hollywood movie actor visits your home, you may be excited maybe for two days or three days, and you might take a lot of pictures with him, or you might do a lot of favorite things, bucket list things. But in the back of your mind, you might say, oh, when when is going to leave, right? Your home is your home. Your home is not Hollywood. You need your life with uh, for yourself, right? But a lot of people accept Jesus just like that. Maybe two, three, two days and three days, they get so excited. Because they think they invited Jesus Christ. But two, three days later, they just think, rethink, oh, I'm the owner of my life again. And they will think, oh, when is, going, when is Jesus going to leave out of my life? I just need my time. I just need uh, to be me again. Right? That is not what it means to receive Jesus Christ. But when you truly meet who Jesus is, that you will be desperate. Jesus Christ, thank you so much that you created me and you gave me life and you sustained my life. You protect my life. So I need you, Jesus. Please do not leave me. I need you, Lord. Please stay in my heart, in my life forever. That's what it is. That's what it means to receive. Let's say when your parents come, you say, if my parents are gone they you know i cannot truly sustain my life because they cook for me and they provide life for me so that i am here securely that's what its family is about and that's what the parents are for there right so that is who jesus is of course the parents not eternal maybe they'll be there for a few years and they'll be gone right and we'll be gone together so because we are temporal, but Jesus is eternal, right? So when you accept Jesus, it is a eternal acceptance. Invite Jesus into your life right now forever and surrender your life to him forever. Now, because he is the creator and he is the light. So know who Jesus is. But do not just know about him. You need to make decision. You need to, you need to come to him. You need to accept him. You need to receive him. You need to believe him. And that is how you can be saved. And that is how you become children of God. But when you become children of God, it's, it looks like it was your decision, but it is really by God because it says you are born of God. It's not by your parents' decision or it's not by your uh, pastor's decision. 
It is your decision. It is by God. So I want to encourage you to get to get to know Him through this week, and uh, not just today, but uh, every day. Read Scripture and pray to the Lord, and ask the Lord to reveal Himself to you, so that you will know Him, and you will experience a powerful uh, love uh, for you. And then you will truly know who real Jesus is along the way. And then you will not just that, but you will also share the gospel about who real Jesus is with other people so that they can also make a decision to follow him. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for this wonderful truth about who you are. Father, we, just, we do not want to know about you alone, but we want to come to um, surrender our life to you, Lord. Father, we learned about what it means to receive you. It is not just to receive you as a guest, but it is to receive you as the creator and light for our lives. So, Father, please, I pray that everyone who is listening to this message would truly be open-minded and they would truly know who you are and then they will truly surrender their lives to you so that their lives would be changed and they will become your children. Father, we do thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray. Amen.